today on the Workers for Joy podcast. It is someone walking in the Holy Spirit for a specific purpose. They have a gift for an intended reason in God's kingdom, and it's to establish something on behalf of God. When you experience true spiritual leadership, you are experiencing the presence of God. Welcome to the Workers for Joy podcast. Talks and Presence is designed to give you a blueprint for ways to connect with the Holy Spirit in your day-to-day life. Join us as we fellowship over the person of Jesus, in whose presence is fullness of joy. Hey guys, welcome to the Workers for Joy podcast. I'm your host, John, and today's podcast is going to be on spiritual leadership. The goal today is to explore a little bit of how the presence of God or walking in the Holy Spirit was intended to influence leadership. Hopefully we can identify a few things to help us both relate to our leaders and also a few things we can seek to become as leaders to others. So as we begin to jump in, I've been doing some reading and on revival, on moves of God throughout history, and one Uh, example of something that's caught my attention has been what God has been doing in China over the last 70 years or so. In about 1950, there was about three to four million Christians in China. Not very many considering the size of that nation. Today, conservatively, the estimates are that there's at least 100 million. There could be up as high as 150 million. But the point is, Wow, I mean, a hundred million people in basically a lifetime have gotten saved. So let's just think about this for a second. Let's imagine, let's put ourselves in that move of God. What would that look like? Um, Of course, uh, there's been times of great persecution in the Chinese church. There's not big church buildings that most of these people go to. Um, There's not media broadcasts being broadcast all around the nation. So if we're a Christian in China, what does our experience look like? What does spiritual leadership look like in that context? Well, I'd argue that um, spiritual leadership is not just about a big platform. It's not about having a media presence, for example, in China. But it's about people like you and me rising up and providing influence spiritually to neighbors, to friends, to family, and responding to the Holy Spirit's leading in facilitating uh, an encounter with God for somebody else. And all of a sudden, those friends, those family, the people around us in our sphere of influence begin to get impacted and they join the quote-unquote church. Again, not they don't come to some huge gathering. Many of these people gather in homes, but the Holy Spirit is moving. And so the first point about spiritual leadership is super simple. It's something that we're all called to. If we're going to see a move of God, if we're going to see revival in in our town, in your town, wherever that may be, um, all the new people can't be brought into just more church services. It's not bad, of course, if they do. That could be a really good thing. But they're going to need homes. They're going to need people to have contact with. Discipleship is going to need to happen for these people, and it can't all take place. Um, millions and millions can't be discipled just through going to church on Sunday. 
So the need is immense, and understanding this is actually a key to unlocking our spiritual destiny. The second point is um, that spiritual leadership facilitates an encounter with God through the Holy Spirit. Of course, we don't want leadership to function in the church outside of God's direction. The Apostle Paul instructs us, all believers, to learn to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Um, let's consider for a moment the different faces of the leaders in the Bible, from Abraham to David to Esther to John the Baptist. He was a little bit weird to Mary, the mother of Jesus, to the Apostle Paul. Of course, many, many more. But I want to begin with just a simple observation that God's leaders, the, the people he chose to initiate something for him in the kingdom of God, come in all different shapes, sizes, ages, genders, and backgrounds. And you know, they all have various gifts. They have different spheres of influence or number of people that they impact. But the one thing they all have in common is a connection to God. And that connection with God gave them a calling to release something of God's kingdom and plan into the world. And it happened by faith. It happened by connection to the Holy Spirit. So spiritual leadership is about manifesting the calling and the presence of God to other people. Um, we see this idea in Ephesians chapter 4. The Apostle Paul is writing about leaders in the church, and he says, when Jesus ascended and went back to heaven, he gave his destiny to his church. He gave to us the keys to the kingdom, Jesus said in, uh, to his apostles in Matthew chapter 16. When he ascended, he gave gifts to men, and these gifts, according to Ephesians 4, were to equip and build up the body of Christ for the work of the ministry. So the second point illustrated here is that there is some spiritual life being imparted by spiritual leaders to build up, spiritually build up people in the body of Christ to do exactly what the leader is doing, to equip them, to activate them into spiritual service, spiritual activity. And because of this, uh, this is a little bit of a side note for a second, but our response to spiritual leaders is actually a faith statement. It's, it's discerning the presence of God on somebody, and it's in recognizing that God is working through them for a purpose. And it's a faith statement in God to say, I will respond to you, God, through the grace that's on this person's life. So this actually has really big implications on how we get discipled, what the format of our church services would, should look like, what a small group looks like, because it has to be, spiritual leadership has to be bigger than just the transmission of information. It has to be bigger than just human forms or the wisdom of this world, you know, flashy lights and, and sophisticated teaching. There has to be more to it than that. In fact, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, he says, um, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power 
so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we see Paul explaining this very point. Spiritual leadership doesn't depend on position. It doesn't depend on intellect. It doesn't depend on words coming in human wisdom. It depends solely on the Holy Spirit demonstrating or giving something through you to other people. And the reason for this is we believe our God is alive and we want to connect people to God, not to ourselves. So spiritual leadership is intended to bring people into an experience of God so that their faith might not rest in us or in the wisdom of men, as Paul says, but in the power of God. The third point is that spiritual leaders ultimately are an example they are practicing what they preach. (laughs) They model connection with God. And because of this, because they model faith, they can show us how to step into that same thing. So they're expressing God in a unique way, and they're supposed to equip and empower us to do the same. Let's uh, read a couple scriptures on this. Um, Hebrews 13, verse 7. It says simply, remember your leaders. And it qualifies what a leader is spiritually. It says, those who spoke the word of God to you. So when we hear this phrase, leaders are those who spoke the word of God, we don't want to think just of people who recite the scripture or even teach out of the scripture, although that's really good. We're doing that right now. We want to remember those who spoke a now word of God to us that impacted our life. Hebrews 13 uh, verse 7 continues. It says, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Paul says the same thing in Philippians uh, chapter 4 verse 9 in his own language. He says, the things you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So again, did you catch that? A spiritual leader models something And the way they model faith, the way they model their connection with God, Paul literally says, if you do that, if you learn to walk in faith the way I walk in faith, it says the God of peace will be with you. You'll experience God. That's pretty amazing. So what type of example is a spiritual leader? Well, if we narrowed it in to be more specific, I would say it's it's like parenting. It's modeling faith through love. A parent models something and it's through love. And because this is spiritual modeling, it it requires faith. Um, Paul says this in Galatians 4. He spoke to the church. He says, my children. So he's talking like a parent. He says, I'm in labor until Christ is formed in you. He's wanting their connection with God to look like his connection. And I I just want to make a quick aside here. What I am not saying here is that spiritual leaders are perfect. What we're doing today is we're speaking towards, really perfection, but we're speaking towards God's plan. This was his idea, that leaders would be full of the Holy Spirit and would minister to the church in both word and deed under his administration. Of course, we've all experienced leaders who've made mistakes. I'm definitely not saying leaders are always hear God's voice perfectly, but we don't have time to address all those individual and unique questions and scenarios, even though they're very valid. But 
we want to move towards what his plan is by the Holy Spirit. So just by way of review, spiritual leadership is for all of us, and it greatly affects our spiritual experience and our destiny in numerous ways. That's point one. Point two, spiritual leadership is about the presence of God. It is someone walking in the Holy Spirit for a specific purpose. They have a gift for an intended reason in God's kingdom, and it's to establish something on behalf of God. When you experience true spiritual leadership, you are experiencing the presence of God on somebody. Spiritual leadership point three is about modeling something. It's about practicing what you preach. It's about being a spiritual parent to somebody else. Um, You bring influence through love, through sacrifice, through teaching, through modeling, through providing. It's a very holistic relational model that Jesus has given to spiritual leaders. Finally, because uh, spiritual leaders are bringing the presence of God to you and they're modeling a way of faith, um, it's important to just emphasize spiritual leadership is teaching us. It's teaching you and me to obey God. It's bringing us into relationship with him in a way that is beyond just concepts. It's beyond just a religious idea. And it teaches us to obey Jesus through the Holy Spirit. So now it's time for application. Each podcast is geared towards giving you practical steps to walking out the information you just heard. By God's grace, we are moving from teaching into equipping. So for application, um, I want us to practice something really simple where we're just going to practice letting the Holy Spirit lead us into spiritual connection with somebody else this week. Let's ask the Holy Spirit. Let's, again, if you need to pause the podcast, that's fine. Let's do that. Let's take a moment in prayer and ask God, Father, put somebody on my heart who I can be a blessing to. Maybe you reach out to a friend or there's someone younger who than you who's been around and or somebody who's hungry to learn from you and you just have an open door a a favor with that person and you can just say something like hey let's get together for coffee and let's talk about god's word or maybe you know how to hear god's voice and you want to practice getting a prophetic word for somebody set up an appointment sometime this week to be a blessing spiritually and to use your gifts, maybe you just need to say a kind word. You need to love somebody. Use the grace of God on your life to be a spiritual blessing, to bring influence to others. Secondly, try and ask the Lord if there's uh, someone who you can learn from. Maybe there's somebody you respect. Maybe there's someone you want to ask some questions to about how they grew in their spiritual life. Um, Ask the Holy Spirit to give you a person. And again, try and set up a time to connect with that person. And all we're trying to do here is really simple. We're just trying to bring our lives. We're trying to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. Too often our brain dictates what we do rather than offering and submitting our lives to the Lord and letting him bring up good spiritual moments in our life. So as we do this, I just believe that the Holy Spirit is going to orchestrate moments of influence, both that we give and receive. Let's just pray as we close. Father, we thank you so much that your plan and your heart was to use spiritual leaders 
to be a blessing to us, to grow us, to bring your presence to us. Father, we ask that you would open the eyes of our heart right now to see those people around us who are supposed to receive influence from, and Father, also those who need us, who need our influence. Father, we open our hearts to receive from you this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today for Talks in Presence. We bless you with faith as you give yourself permission to pursue Jesus this week. He truly is our source of joy. We will see you next time for Talks in Presence.